Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. Let's see if I'm adding her. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so excited and I'm so like excited that we made this happen and we're doing like we're breaking ground here. We're no, yes. I'm thrilled. I was like, my boyfriend was like, Are you excited? Because I've been telling him about this exciting opportunity and I was just how thrilled I am. And he's like, Are you excited? And it was like three minutes before I was like, Oh, yeah. He's like, You don't sound. I'm like, I'm just like nervous. Um, don't be so nervous. We're chilling. <laughs> I know, I know. I know a lot about you because I Instagram stalk you and I've been following you for a while. Um, <laughs> but I am so confident in your ability to deliver your story with poise. And I know it's going to be a killer episode. So Thank you. without further ado, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Globe Effect podcast. My name's Elizabeth. Like I mentioned, right when I started, this is the first time ever that I am trying this out. And it was actually Janice's idea. She was like, I have something. And she put on like her Dr. Evil face. And I was like, what are we, what are we talking about? She's like, how about we do the podcast on IG Live? And I was like, say less. So I was looking <laughs> into all this like fancy equipment and things. And I was like, less is more. So here we are on IG Live. Um, but yeah, like Janice mentioned right when we got on, we have been in the works of trying to get this collab going to do a really awesome opportunity to share her story and how her side hustles has led to her glow up. And it's literally been a forest fire. Okay. It has been a rocket launch. Like this girl is on fire. Cue Alicia Keys. <laughs> but uh, I'll do a little quick bio on Janice. She is the host and creator of Yo Quiero Dinero podcast. If you're not hip to that, just I'll give you permission. You can leave this live and go follow that. <laughs> she is a wealth coach. She focuses on personal finance for Latinas so we can stay poderosa and own our money and just be bosses at what we do. Right? Um, yes. And honestly, she's crushing the game and she has made 97000 this year alone in side hustle income. And we're going to dive into all of that. And yeah, she's just a financial fairy godmother. So Janice, I know I just like said everything about you, but I always give people the floor, you know, introduce yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Oh, listen, that was the intro of intro. So thank <laughs> you so much. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you summarized it very well. Um, I would preface all of that to say that it was never my intention to build what I've built here today. Um, so I know we're going to talk about kind of the story as to how this even came to be, but I'm just, you know, I'm just honored that anybody actually cares like what I'm doing. I'm honored to be here with you and, uh, I think it's going to be a great conversation. Awesome. And I, I love that you opened with that because sometimes the greatest things happen by accident and yeah. <laughs> I think that's what makes the ride a beautiful ride. Um, but I wanted to open when we had connected initially, you were kind of like mentioning how you were in this moment that felt a lot like a quarter life crisis. And that's what kind of sparked this, like, maybe I should start a side hustle. So why don't you just kind of, I guess, start there um, yeah. and how you kind of started this, this whole brand in, in your business now. Yes. So quarter life crisis is the most accurate description of what I was going through. So I was about like five years out from graduating college, you know, by all accounts and measures, like super successful. Like I had a great job. I was engaged, um, you know, on the path to like, getting all my financial shit together, quote unquote. But 
I felt like even though externally I was like super accomplished, there was something inside of me that just felt like unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I'm a Latina in STEM. I'm an engineer by education and that's been my career path for the past, the past 15 years. And so while I was checking off all the boxes, I knew that there was something else that I also wanted to do. And I was thinking, you know, do I like start a new career? I mean, I just got here like, and I'm already thinking like, I don't want to do this anymore. And instead of, you know, kind of diving up the deep end, because I'm definitely a person that is like super calculated and like risk averse, mm -hmm. I decided, um, let me instead like explore this area of my life that I'm really interested in and just see what happens. So I've always been passionate about food. And I thought like for two seconds that I'm like, I'm going to quit my job and go to culinary school. And then I realized like, wait, I'm already working like crazy ass hours. Um, at least I'm getting paid well. If I leave this industry to then go and work in a restaurant business, I'm going to be working the same crazy hours for like a third of the pay. Never mind. Absolutely. And then I found out about, <laughs> and then I found out about food blogging. So I created a food blog um, that focuses on Latin and Puerto Rican food. I'm Puerto Rican. And it became like this creative outlet for me to just explore like the more creative side of my personality because, you know, at work, I'm like super task oriented, like, you know, math and science is not, there's not a lot of creativity in the traditional sense. Yeah. And so this rigid. really allowed me to tap into that part of my personality. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't, those areas, while they are very, um, scalable like i feel like there's always opportunity for growth there's always opportunity to pivot within the field but there's no, there's zero creativity unless you have some type of scope where you think numbers are creative then shout out to y'all <laughs> right but once you had the blog up and running and it was um when was it that you were like okay i need to gain control of my money and mm -hmm. where was it kind of like maybe the turning point where you were like i want to take control of my money yeah yeah so the blog for me was it started off as a passion project and now it's uh become the reason why i've been able to become financially independent so the turning point for me was actually getting laid off from that job that i had had while i was building the blog i was very unhappy there and i would literally walk into work every day and be like i just want to get fired like i hate this job and manifestation is a real thing because that's exactly what happened walking to work 9 a.m uh meeting with hr you're let go, you have 30 minutes to pack your stuff and drive home in a snowstorm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the initial shock of it, obviously, I was like, what the hell just happened? I'd never been laid off in my life. And after kind of getting past the initial trauma of just like, okay, now what? I realized that I had been asking the universe for some additional time to really like focus in on this blog. Because, you know, balancing side hustles with a full-time job and, like, all these other competing interests that we have in life, it's hard. And so I took this opportunity to not rush back and look for another job. I got a severance package, and so I took the next three months to just dive into blogging. I took a course. I was, um, you know, studying uh, food photography and how to use the Internet to, like, gain traffic and social media marketing and all these things. I mean, I, I, my husband would come home every day and I'd be like on top of the kitchen table, like taking pictures, cooking all the things. And I really found like this passion for creating content. 
Mm -hmm. So those three months were super transformational because I began to see how this could become a business and not just a hobby. And so from that point on, I really just dove into creating something that could be monetized. And, you know, here we are eight years later. And uh, the food blog now makes about $10,000 a month. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. And I love that you said um, kind of the transition between having a hobby and having a business, having a money-making, um, I was going to say object, but project. Um, and kind of like that gray area where it's like, no, like I just do this for fun, but kind of when did you realize that like i need to i need to own this like this is not just a little project this is not just you know what i do at night like i need to step into my inner ceo and own that shit. like how was that experience for you was it like the first big collaboration paycheck or like you know what was that experience yeah so i think the first time i really acknowledged that this was becoming something that could build financial freedom for me was when I did my taxes, I think it was 2016, I had made $10,000 from the blog, never before had made this much money from anything other than like a nine to five job. And from there on, I was hooked. Mm -hmm. I started, um, you know, diversifying the way that I was creating uh, income through this. So I started off with display ads, which is essentially, you know, you put ads on your website and people click on them or they see them and the company who is hosting those ads pays you. That's how I started. And then I became an influencer, if you will. So I started working with brands and doing collaborations, creating custom recipes with products. And, you know, I was doing freelance writing. And then it's funny because like everybody asks, how the hell did you get into personal finance? And yeah. so I think my, my pathway to personal finance was through the entre entrepreneurship lens. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was understanding that this idea that we have been told for the longest that all you can do for money is just clock into a job and that's it. I knew that was a lie because I was experiencing it myself. Yeah. And so the more that I kind of dove into what it means to make money outside of a traditional job, the more I found like I want to talk about this. Like, I want to find people who are talking about this. And then I went down the rabbit hole of learning about financial independence and passive income and i was like holy shit i have tools that i didn't even realize i had to achieve this idea of financial independence and like earn money on the internet not having to work i gotta fucking tell everybody <laughs> yeah so i mean that leads up to my next question is when is this what kind of triggered to you to start the podcast was it like yeah. you always kind of know you wanted to like trickle away from not away from the, the blog because it still exists but um transition into doing the podcast and i had no intention of showing up on these internets and like talking <laughs> okay let me just put that out there I am super introverted. So I think that's initially why I was so into blogging because you can do it like completely anonymously mm -hmm. and, you know, make money. So the idea of like showing up and like my voice being something that people listen to and people watching videos of me, absolutely not. Yeah. But I was, I was absolutely compelled to show up after I kept looking for these spaces and finding that they didn't exist. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hang out with women entrepreneurs, Latina entrepreneurs, a Latinas pursuing financial independence. Where they at? And yeah. so I was like, okay, I guess this means 
we need to create this because it doesn't exist. Yeah, when you see a need, you have to fill it. Um, and I love that you kind of said like, shit, like I have all these tools. I have all these tools, like there's something missing here because why is like everyone not screaming from the rooftops? <laughs> and I feel like even like passive income has recently become a term that it's like, oh yeah, like make money in your sleep, like, but how? <laughs> Right. So the fact that you kind of put two and two together is amazing. I wanted to ask you in terms of like time investment, we're going to talk about other investments later, but <laughs> time investment, like how much time were you talking about? Cause I was watching your live um, earlier about you quitting your job. We're also going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> and you completely confessed to being a workaholic, but how, how much time were you investing in keeping the blog and podcast running or presently yeah. do? Okay, presently, I um, I solidly work from like 9am to 9pm, like mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Uh, when I was initially building my food blog, you know, I would come home from work because I wasn't working remotely at that time. I would come home from work at five, six o'clock, and I'd be working until 10, 11, midnight. So like this grind that it you need to initially start these projects. I don't have an issue with that. Like, I understand that that's a part of the process. But I think part of what it means to live into the CEO mindset is to start outsourcing shit. And for the longest time, I was like, no, I got this. I can do this. Everything. You know, I can do everything. And the podcast really showed me that, no, I cannot. You know, yeah. as a food blogger, it's a little easier, I guess, for me. Because, like, it kind of, once you get into the routine, you can replicate it, right? You create the recipe, you cook it, you take pictures, you write, that's it. Like, there's not a lot that changes there. But with the podcast, I mean, I was getting so many different types of opportunities thrown at me, you know, speaking engagements, teaching workshops, freelance writing, creating sponsored content, recording podcast episodes, finding people to, to book on the show, uh, launching a digital course, coaching students. I'm like, I cannot do all of this. Yeah. And so this podcast has allowed me to kind of step into the next level of what it means to be an entrepreneur where you are outsourcing the things that are not value added but that still need to be done so that you can maintain the level of energy that is required to continue to create right if you ever think about like when you're most creative it's never when you're exhausted no. you have to be rested you have to be nourished you have to be really like almost um you have to defend your time mm -hmm. and so that's something that i've been working on a lot i've built a lot of like compartmentalization into my days so every week i know what day of the week i'm recording podcast episodes i know what day i'm working on special projects i know what day i'm going on instagram live and i needed to put that discipline in place so that i wasn't spinning my wheels and working these crazy ass hours because if I was going to quit my job and be working more hours than I was like balancing all these things. It wouldn't make sense to me. Yeah. And it's like, it's so true. Like it's so much work. Like being a creator is a lot of work and it takes some fine tuning to realize what works for me, what does not. And it like literally struck a chord with me when you said, you know, you can't be creative and you can't create when you're exhausted because I work nine to five. And then at night, at 9 p.m., once I put my kid down, I'm like, all right, time to work. And it's like, 
what what's a caption what's what i don't know like i can't i don't even have the energy to edit right now and actually today i had a call with my coach and we talked a lot about what you mentioned outsourcing is delegating that shit. like send that shit elsewhere like yes a lot of the times it is going to cost you some money to delegate it so you know i will have to eventually hire a podcast editor but it's going to ease up my mind to fit it with other things so i yes. was like yes yes to all of this because it's going to always take that like beginning push and just yes. like gr grinding and hustle to get the the rock the rock what is it called the rocket launching <laughs> no it's so true you know um, like oh my gosh like right now i'm definitely at the place where it's like i am spreading myself in but like good things are on the horizon so you gotta keep gotta keep on keeping on um yeah. and actually i wanted to ask you you know your success has been years years in the making and i think that now especially with like instagram and social media like we see like you know you shouting out like oh i just hit x amount of followers or hey this is how much i made this year to date and it's like okay everyone receives that but it's like i've been working years for this and i think myself as um the millennial mindset i'm using air quotes here because I, I that's what i'm embracing right now um we want everything now we want instant gratification so my my question to you is kind of like what would you say to the woman who has a side hustle who has a passion project who has a business that they're working part-time on and they want that instant explosion like Besides telling them to chill and like, <laughs> you, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth because I was gonna be like, "Girl, have a seat," because um, it's not realistic. And I'll be the first to tell you, I wasn't profitable in my food blog for the first two years. Mm -hmm. So you know, and when I started the podcast, I didn't even know how to monetize a podcast. I just, I'm the person that like starts things without knowing like what is going to happen. And I feel like that is something that I use to my benefit because when we have this set idea in our brains about what the final outcome is gonna be then we get disappointed if it doesn't show up exactly like that but if you're mm -hmm. open to just showing up at your purest most authentic self like knowing that you're making a difference knowing that you're serving the opportunities come to you mm -hmm. and i know it sounds like super like spiritual woo woo like manifestation but it's so real because I have tried starting businesses for financial gain being like the primary driver and they fail because I don't care about like the why and who I'm helping and the greater meaning behind what I'm doing. So I would say, look, everything that is worth something takes time. If you wanna try to win quick, go to the casino, go play the lottery, cause this is not it. Like, I'm sorry. and like. You know, a lot of people will sell, especially women on these like instant successful business ideas, like this multi-level marketing, this network marketing, it's nonsense, y'all. Like that's not going to get you to where you want to be. If you want to create a legacy, legacies are built on persistence and time and consistency and discipline and knowing that there's a greater purpose. So focus on like why you're doing it versus Oh, I just need some like validation from like, the external force. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so real because sometimes like, even I have to check myself. It's like, okay, I'm putting in all this work and I'm not where I'm where I want to be. But it's like, just keep the course, keep the course. Because it, it, I think especially when we just see the end result over and over and over again, and in 
I keep saying Instagram, but it's social media in general. We always just see the wins. We always see the positive. We don't see, you know, us crying. We don't see the past, um, past due invoices. Like we don't see any of that. Like I've been there. So it's like, you really gotta keep your blinders on. And like you said, create with purpose. And like, I say that all the time on my podcast, like podcast with intention, like podcast with purpose, because it's like, anyone can just sit on a microphone and, you know, rant and talk, but it's like, who are you speaking to and talk to that person like they're right next to you, um, I think is a really big um, factor in the success. So thank you for sharing that. Um, okay, some people are dropping questions. We are gonna try to fit in time for a Q&A in a sec. Hold on, y'all. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about like confidently showing up as an authority in your field or an expert, like, in terms of being a wealth coach, like, did you feel that you had to like get some sort of certification or education or things under your belt so you could confidently show up? Because I feel like oftentimes we hesitate and we're like, oh, I'm not showing up. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to make an offer. I'm not going to, you know, tell people I can help them because I'm not expert enough. Uh, okay. And what's your take? Yeah, I think that's all BS. Like, I thought initially I needed to get, like, become a CFP and, like, do all these things and get licensures and whatever. And I realized that that was just me making excuses for, like, just showing up. So I kind of had to step back and be like, girl, what are you good at? Like, what can you explain from A to Z to people how to do? What actual experience do you have? And so I actually started off my business doing blog coaching. So I was coaching bloggers on like how to start um, their side hustles when it came to blogging. And I saw like, based on the results that I was having with my one on one clients, like, okay, you have something here, you can teach people how to do this stuff. And the more that you kind of get that confirmation that the information that you are sharing is valuable and impactful, and it's helping people, I think that brings out the confidence in you. But if you use all of these excuses about you not being qualified, blah, 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 that's going to stop you from showing up. So, you know, doing something like a digital course or a group coaching program might be like super intimidating if you're completely new. So I would suggest like start off one on one, like talk to people, find out what problems they have and how what you know can help them. Mm -hmm. And as you build those relationships and you see the work happening i think that will naturally make you confident in your abilities but if you never allow anybody to learn something from you then how are you ever going to find out who you can help yeah yeah that leads back to like doing the research of like what do the people you want to help need to know like what questions do they have and it's like sometimes we know all the big words like oh like to podcast you need this you need that but it's like just say it like this and then your potential client will better understand um and just like asking the really simple questions because i think we always think big picture and it's like let me ask all the complicated shit let me ask what an ir uh, ira is and like i'm sure you get all sorts of questions on your page but sometimes you have to dumb it down for lack of a better word um to just make things simple and deliverable so yeah. two snaps to that <laughs> <laughs> um transitioning into like money talk i want to ask you know why do you believe that's important for women to own and learn about their money i know this is something you're so passionate about mm. so i wanted to like just get straight to the point like why why do you think this is so valuable that you know latina women women of color get 
involved and aware. Yeah. I love this question. And I think that financial independence is honestly something that can liberate us from oppression. And I'm not just talking about like systemic oppression, like, you know, the government and society. I'm talking about like oppressive workplaces. I'm talking about oppressive relationships, oppressive environments. When you have the ability and the financial uh, tools to literally say like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. And I don't have to because I'm not beholden to anybody for money. There is so much power in that. And I want that for everybody but especially i want that for women of color because we have been systemically oppressed we have been systemically underpaid and it's time for us now that we have access to all these tools and these communities of people who literally are telling you look this is what you have to do to build wealth to get out of debt to start a business once we have the money we have the power and the power to do whatever we want whether that is you know, walking away from a toxic job, whether that is making donations to your charities of choice because you really like want to see the world be different. Um, I talk about, you know, opportunities for us to stop gentrification in our communities. Like if you're the building owners and the business owners, the other people that are coming in and trying to like disrupt the stuff that's happening in your community can't happen because they have to go through you. So, you know, I think for us to change the world, we have to get the money because that's that's where the power lies. Yes, I love that. Round of applause. <laughs> Everyone was like putting the hearts in the chat and stuff. So yes, thank you so much. And I think that really sheds light on like, you don't know what you don't know. And once you get an inkling, once you find someone like Janice's podcast, once you find the resources, like it's your responsibility to partake and dive into the knowledge. I have purchased Janice's um, Investing 101 course and I've been like dabbling in it because I want the knowledge, I want the tools. So it's like, while there are the resources out there, it's our job as women of color to invest and participate in that because we gotta buy the block back. Okay, That's it. <laughs> um, but I wanted to also ask you, you just quit your job, but you had mentioned this term that I think a lot of the listeners will be curious about and it's becoming work optional. So I wanted to kind of like break that up. Like, what does it mean to become work optional? Mm -hmm. Okay, so becoming work optional is literally like you not having to work for money. And essentially what that means is creating some kind of income streams that can pay your bills, mm. right? So for instance, my food blog makes $10,000 a month passively. I'm not even blogging at this point, y'all. Like, it's just hanging out there on the internet. My expenses are less than $10,000 a month. So my blog funds my life. Therefore, I don't have to work. That's what that means. Wow, that is fascinating. Because usually, you know, you hear like, oh, retired by 30 or like retired my parents before, blah, blah, blah. You hear all those terms, like the retiring part which we all associate with like the end is near like your work life is concluding and like all these things but i was like this is so interesting to think that work is optional and it was interesting from your perspective too because like you've been having this income come in via your blog via partnerships and stuff but you were still working yeah. but not as of may 27th correct <laughs> so i literally just quit my job uh last day of april it was a 36th birthday gift to myself. I said, you know what? 
I'm tired. <laughs> I have been working since I'm 14 years old. I worked through high school. I worked through college. I didn't take any time off, went right into industry, got my master's while I was working full time. And I was planning a wedding at the same time. Like the, the grind just doesn't stop. And I'm ready to kind of slow down and focus my energies on the things that I really care about, which is, mm -hmm. you know, showing up in this space, continuing to preach the gospel of financial literacy for our communities. And I want to spend more time with my parents. Like my parents are getting older and I'm realizing like, as I get older, this time that we think that we have is not a guarantee. And I don't want to live with any regrets that, you know, I didn't take time off. I, I worked too much. And I didn't get to enjoy this precious time that we have with the people that we love. Yeah. So you unlocked financial freedom, but you also unlocked time freedom and just like joy. Yeah. I can like literally see it in your face. Like you're like, I am walking in to joy. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I wanted, I wanted to kind of uh, break down the, the tea, if you will, about your quitting experience. <laughs> oh my God. Y'all, let me just tell you, okay, if you're showing up on these internet and you're building a brand and you're planning on like using whatever you're creating here to quit, just be careful about talking about the fact that you're quitting because my boss found out I was quitting because one of my coworkers sent her my Instagram account. Baby so trifling. <laughs> people are trifling as hell, but I almost saw it as just like, okay, this is confirmation that like it's time to go because People are too caught up in what you're doing and it doesn't even matter anymore. Cause honestly, it's like, this has nothing to do with y'all. You're obviously obsessed with my life. So I'm just going to continue to glow up and you can watch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it was like so crazy because sometimes I catch myself saying things. I complain about my job on my podcast all the time <laughs> and I'm like, no one's going to listen. And I'm like, there's going to be one day. I think one time I even called my manager by name. <laughs> See, you reckless, girl. That's oh, why. my God. I edited it out. I was like, I can't. It was, it was a podcast I did with Erica Cruz. I was like, I can't. I have to delete that. Like, no, take it. Leave. Um, but I am so vocal about trying to build my business while working and just how I, like, I hate my job. I just freaking hate it. Like, <laughs> damn. So, I mean, yes, that this experience watching you has definitely um, reframed um, how I will be moving on the internet. Um, but sometimes like you just got to vocalize it and maybe I will manifest my Listen, leaving there that. much faster than I need to be there. <laughs> um, ultimately, what I learned about work and like my passion projects and my business was that like keeping work and and my passion, like separate, keep that shit separate. Because one day oh, I was yeah. about that I have a podcast and then it like just happened to be like, oh, follow me, follow me. And then it was just like, it, I felt like it was weird. There were the yeah. lines being crossed. And like, then it was to the point where like my manager was like bringing it up in my yearly review. Like, you're so creative. The marketing of your podcast is on point. I'd love to see that shine through in your work here. And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> Oh my girl, no, no. To the point she asked me, like, we should create a podcast for you. I was like, you know, I charge. Oh no, right? like you know, I this is out of order. So I blocked her. Long story short, I blocked her, y'all. That's my story. I know this was about Janice, but I had to share that. It was no, wild, so I did the same thing. Like I was defriending all everybody. I was taking people off LinkedIn. 
because I just felt like this is mine. Like, this is not for y'all to come up in here and make me feel uncomfortable in, like, what I'm creating. So separating the two, I think, is such a smart thing. Yeah, and there's just no need for them to see that window. Even my personal ones, like, you don't need to know I was at so-and-so's birthday party in a gold satin dress. Like, you don't need to know that. (laughs) So anyways, y'all, if anything you take away from this podcast is take care of your money and block everybody from work. (laughs) Mind your business. Um, so if you guys have any questions, we will be transitioning into Q and a, if we can squeeze them in. So start dropping them in here. Um, I wanted to ask you, I asked everybody on the podcast this, how would you define a glow up? Ooh, that's a great question. A glow up for me is showing up authentically for the longest time. I had this idea, especially like you know, once you get into the personal finance space as a person of color, like it becomes very apparent to you that this is a space that is very white male dominated. And so I thought I had to show up super like, bro, like Mm -hmm. super polished and corporate. And that didn't feel authentic to me. And so I knew if this was something that I wanted to continue to pursue, I had to show up as myself, because that's Mm -hmm. the only way that I was gonna enjoy this process. And so I think when you glow up, like you own your realness, you own your authenticity, you own your story, you share the trials, the tribulations, and not just the glory and the glamour, because the struggle is what people connect with, right? They can aspire to your success, but they also want to know the journey and like the things that you've had to overcome. So, so that to me is a glow up. Love that. Thank you for sharing. And do you have a glow accessory, something that you can't be without? You're all, you always have it. Yes, ma'am. It is my Louis Vuitton bag that I purchased in Paris after I became Jeffrey. Love that. I love that it was in Europe. That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, that bag is never full. So, <laughs> all right. So we're getting some questions. Oh, look, someone said definition of a glow up question mark, Jenny's. Uh, cheers my, to that. Oh my gosh. I love you. Thank you. Yes. All right. So we have here, how would you describe your current work schedule now? Do you say you work less or more than 40 hours? So once I'm actually like fully self-employed at the end of the month, I only intend to work maybe six hours a day, four days a week. So I will be cutting drastically, you know, the amount of time that I'm working. And the reason why I can do it is because a lot of my stuff has been like systemized and I've created processes around a lot of what I was doing manually before. So I've worked with what's called a CRM VA, which they basically like create processes around the things that you're doing in your business so that it's not like relying on you continuously having to do things over and over manually. Mm. And I've continued to hire people, right? So right now I'm in the process of hiring a copywriter who's going to help me with marketing and ads and emails and all these things that like I would love to find the time to learn, but right now I can't. I like I can't be worried about the logistics of selling products. I want to create things that are going to help people and then outsource the selling and that whole process to other people. So I'm really living into this idea that like I am a CEO and I can't be focused on the minutia of like day-to-day shit. Mm-hmm. And less is more. Less yeah. is more because once you can just be good at what you are good at because like you were saying like oh how do i learn email marketing email marketing is a whole other thing like i don't like a funnel like y'all all All right (laughs) so yes kudos to outsourcing and being the ceo 
All right. Do you feel like people would have more realistic expectations for their small business if social media was fit, more filled with the good and bad and just not uh, highlights and success? Oh, hell yeah. That's the reason why people get so encouraged because they have this false idea of perfection that these stupid ass platforms have a thinking. Um, and the reason why I know it's all a farce is because I have a community of creators that I have built a network with, right? So we talk about the struggles and the sleepless nights and the doubts about, oh my God, nobody's gonna buy this. I, you know, but, but then we're all showing up like with smiles on our faces and super excited. So just know that everybody that you admire online has big ass imposter syndrome, self-doubt, things they are navigating through, but they show up anyway. And so just remember that, like when you're going through those emotions, if you're not going through those emotions, you're probably insane because <laughs> that's completely Made normal to experience. Okay. Uh, awesome. It's, uh, that's just, that's just how it rolls, how, how it goes. Great. All right. I'm getting some little question box too. I guess this will show up. Okay. Annabelle is my friend from San Diego. All right. Do you personally prefer stock picking or index funds? Oh God. Um, I thought I was like a stock picker, you know, and I think a lot of us got deluded into how good we are at stock picking because of the recent bull market after the recession. But now having come off on the other side of it, I'm like, no, I don't have time to now be a Wall Street trader, like following the freaking CNBC ticker about what stocks I should be buying. Because I need to run my business. And yes. so I'm doing the index funds, set it and forget it. Because I have other things to do than be worried about what the stock market is doing. Yes. Yeah, that keeping up with the movement is wild. All right, this one is about your blog when you first started. How did you stay motivated for the first two years working on your blog? So I think that goes back to this idea that like, I didn't really know I was creating a business at that time. I just knew that this was something that I loved. I really just love creating and seeing like the impact that my work has on people. So when I would get messages from people saying that like this recipe that they made reminded them of their abuela and they got brought back to like childhood memories, like those are the things that matter more than even the financial benefits, right? And so I think when you're clearly aligned on your purpose and you operate in that mode like 24 seven, that's how you stay motivated, even in the times where you're still building, you're trying to monetize. Amazing. All right. And I got another one in this little question box, which says, how did you stay focused on continuing your side hustles, even though it took a while to see the results? I guess it's kind of, it's almost bridging the gap between the first question we just answered. Yeah. I mean, staying focused is, again, it's being very intentional about like why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, I believe that the money will never be enough to sustain you because I, for the longest time that I thought that making a certain amount of money would make me happy. And then I made that money and then I still wasn't happy because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do to earn that money. Right. So I think this yeah. is super important. Like the financial benefit is almost a reward for the work that you're doing to serve. Right. A business owner is always serving. Like that is your purpose as a business owner, you're serving somebody, you're helping with them with their problems. That is what sustains you. That is what keeps you going. It's not just the money. Because if you're, you know, I, you couldn't pay me enough to go back to a nine to five right now. 
Like, I just can't because I know that's not where it's at for me. And so I think that is, you know, just being super clear on like the why is everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Thank you for the question, y'all. These were killer questions. Um, if we have nothing else coming through, I wanted to ask this question. And it relates more to being like in a partnership. Like, how has it been hustling so hard and being in your marriage and just trying to find time for all the things? Um, because at the end of the day, like we have lives outside of these online businesses we build. So kind of like, how has that been for you? So I'm lucky enough to have married somebody who also is a side hustler. So my husband and I are very much on the same wavelength where we really encourage each other to live fulfilled lives where we're exploring like what we're passionate about. We're not just like boxing each other into our ideas of what each other should be. And I think that has been super beneficial because you know, having somebody who understands what you're trying to do is what can make or break somebody having the courage to even start a business, right? If you feel like you don't even have the support in your house, it's going to be much more difficult for you to feel like this is something that you can do. I think that ties back also to like this importance of us having our own identities as individuals, even when we're in relationships. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us can become super codependent on our partners to like validate us and make us feel like that we're worthy and that we have a purpose. And that's not healthy. Like you need to be your own human being outside of your relationship, have your own identity, have your own passions, have things that you love and that you care about that have nothing to do with them. Because God forbid, like what if one day, you know, you get divorced or, or this person passes away or, you know, something happens. If everything that you've had revolves around them then like who the hell are you at that point right mm -hmm. so i i always encourage women like no matter what and and this also ties back into finances too like you can be in a partnership you can be in a relationship maintain your identity maintain your financial independence like never wrap up your entire existence around another person because you just never know yes stay true to yourself stick to your passions and keep your identity sane grounded and joyous because i think once you start to feel that that disconnect is when like negative feelings or like even negative conversations around money will arise but that's a conversation we're not it <laughs> anyways y'all thank you so so much this was a blast janice thank you this was so so fun um guys be sure to check out janice yo quiero dinero podcast cue the j-lo song <laughs> Um, she has an abundance of resources on her page. Her podcast is a wealth of knowledge. Um, this podcast will be live. It will live on Instagram live, but it will also be live on all podcasting platforms. Like I said before, Janice, thank you. Thank you so much. My name is Elizabeth. I'm the host of the Glow Up Effect podcast. I am two baby, baby year two of podcasts. So we're podcasting, um, Siamese twins. Janice. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm also a clarity coach and fellow hype girl. So all here for all the hype girl vibes, here for all the Bolderosa and winning girl vibes, which is why me and Janice vibe so well. Um, but yeah, y'all, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you again to Janice, and we'll talk to y'all soon. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the Glow Up Effect. 
Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at The Glow Up Effect. 